Hi, everyone. Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Cheyenne Hills at CheyenneHills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. Across the street and around the world, Cheyenne Hills. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Nathan, welcome. Good to be back. Last week of uh, of May here, we're just kind of kind of closing out May, and I don't know. Have you had a busy May? Oh my goodness, May has been very vi- busy, but also the weather's been back and forth. That's yeah. real exciting. Oh my gosh, it's yeah. unbelievable. Well, actually, today's pretty nice. Tomorrow's supposed to be beautiful, so I've got some golf coming up. That hopefully I can. Those oh, will be nice days. It's always you're a nice. Golfer. Well, no, that that's too too strong. But I do golf. I do oh, like to I, I do gotcha. like to play. But I gotcha. now there's a couple of tournaments that that are coming up, and I'm gonna. Yeah. I like those scrambles. That way, yeah. you don't have to really, you know, get one nice hit every once in a while. You right. Use your shot. That's kind of fun. So anyway, got the, and I actually got out and got hit some balls the other day. So it was kind of nice. Feels a little springtime for me anyway. It gets my right. soul kind of kind of greens up my soul a little bit. I think. Right. But anyway, so how about uh, graduate graduates? Do you have any graduates in your family or extended family? Or? No, not this year. There's a lot. There's a lot of but graduation a lot going happening. On. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Even tonight, we're we're graduating a whole class of uh, high schoolers, and they're they're in a big big function for them. That's exciting. I yeah, I did speak at a uh, graduation banquet uh, last nice. Friday night up in Casper, nice. and um, it was a joy watching all of them. Uh, they, uh, some of the kids were just kind of playing practical jokes and then a couple of them got up and just with tears talking about how they love everybody and they're going to miss them. Oh yeah. And yeah. it was just, I, it makes your heart warm, yeah. uh, and, and hopeful. The, it was the, really good. The enthusiasm, seriously. And I think, you know, I haven't had a high schooler in my house for a while. So it's been a while since I, you know, we've graduated, our, our kids are 36 and 33. So it's been a while, but just being around that high school senior you know there there's so much excitement and so much hope for the future and so much you know it's just like this they're just being shot out of a cannon and going into life and and uh, you you hope and pray for them and you know hope that the world doesn't unscrew the top of their head and put a whole bunch of junk in there and and uh but anyway it's uh it's terrifying for parents it's sad for parents it's exciting it's a lot of change, though, you yeah, know, when it right. comes to it to graduates. But uh, okay, so I guess on this on a sadder, sober note, you know, we're here. We are this week and dealing with a, another school shooting, and and uh, you know, you just go, man. Uh, there's some kids that will never get have another day in school, and I, I don't know. I, have you immersed yourself at all in in knowing what's kind of going on there in Texas? And well, I looked at probably the same reports everyone else has so yeah. far. That a an eighteen year old gunman entered um, a school building there in Uvalde, Texas, an elementary school building, and uh, wound up uh, taking the lives of fourteen children and severely wounding some others. Yeah. So that it looks like some of them may potentially also lose their lives. It's just it's just heartbreaking, tragic yeah. beyond. And and the way that I understood it, or I think I just heard this even today, that they actually he went in and locked himself into a particular room. Is that right? I didn't know. Uh, I maybe I misunderstood. Yeah. I was trying to. I'm still trying to piece all these mm-hmm. things together and exactly what happened. But man, just tragic stuff. But you know, we were talking about the shooting, and then we started talking about some other shootings, and you go, and we were actually getting confused. Oh, you're talking about that. You know, is it the can't, I, wasn't there Sandy a Hook State? and then uh, yeah. uh, Columbine and well, you Columbine, go back for sure. We were talking yeah. about that, right? 
And then we're just trying to rem- remember some of the others. It's like, there's been too many, too many, way too many. Right. I mean, any is too many, but it's like, right. what the heck? Right. Everybody's trying to figure out this. Why? Why? Right. What's your why? Well, and that's one of those things too, where you look backwards in history and there was a time where it wasn't like this. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where we have to look, okay, where did the inflection point come? And you look back into the 1990s when some of these were, where you first start hearing about them, like mm-hmm. uh, Columbine, and then uh, I'm not exactly sure the the actual dates there. I remember there was one in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Um, and, and you look at, okay, yeah. what has changed in our culture? Yeah. What some people will do is is uh, they'll they'll say it is the gun. Right. Uh, they'll call for all sorts of governmental change. Yeah. And yet um, one thing that you can understand is you cannot legislate this kind of horrible issue like this. A lot of times it becomes a political talking point for, yeah. for all sides. And yeah, so when we look at it, though, you look at the brokenness. Uh, um, many of these individuals have suffered from uh, terrible mental uh, problems. Yeah. And... Um, and uh, sometimes we'll know that uh, it's a, there's an issue and people just don't follow through, uh, follow up on those issues. But this is something that really has to be addressed um, across our society. And really what we have is a spiritual problem. Well, see, that's, you know, that's where my heart lands on yeah. this. And I don't want to simpl- oversimplify it, but, um, but you know, we're going to hear from, you know, all kinds of, we're going to hear the political world is, right. you know, too many guns and we too, too much access to guns and all those things. And I'll just let all those guys, because mm-hmm. they're not asking my opinion on that anyway. Yeah. But, um, but there's, there's also, you know, there's some political things of, you know, who should be armed and, you know, maybe the security things. There's all kinds of stuff that people evaluate mm-hmm. and it's caused us all to evaluate for, you know, we've, we've, we've got security around here. You know, we've yeah. got on Sunday mornings, we have we have armed security and right. we have security around the building. We have, uh, you know, cameras everywhere. And so, uh, it's, it's changed the way churches mm-hmm. do do things as well because of this kind of, you know, activity. You go, well, we've chosen not to be, uh, inactive, at least to try to be proactive as much as we possibly can. And I think we got a pretty good system, but it's, it's caused the world to change every time these kinds of things happen. Mm-hmm. But I do think that's a spiritual problem. And I, I do think, um, I, I, I don't want to oversimplify it, but it seems pretty simple to me. You know, when you, you push God out of everything and yeah. there's no hope and there's, you know, who knows what kind of problems this, these, these people kind of go through that you could use, you, you call it mental health and that could be, but it, you know, it could be, there could be a lot of social issues in the, this person's world. I don't know what the, mm-hmm. the, what's going on in these worlds, but you ultimately have to be believe that there is no God and life doesn't matter and my life doesn't matter. And I, you know, I, you want to share in the, this pain, I guess. I don't, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's a hopeless place yeah, and desperate place. And, um, it, I agree with you. It's a spiritual problem. When you say spiritual problem, what are you, what well, are you kind of thinking? Well, here's what I'm, I'm coming back to. I, I think a lot of times people will look for some sort of public policy yeah. Or a political yeah. solution to something that's not a political issue. Gotcha. And so they'll wind up blaming the inanimate object for what happened actually through a human agent. Yeah. 
And so there is something bound in the heart of that individual that caused him to use that tool. It could be a lot of other tools potentially, um, if, if, if those other tools were available to them to do great harm to someone else. And so there is a deep spiritual issue and it's written into the heart of whoever would do such a evil, heinous, uh, a crime. Well, and see, that's, that's to me what makes it a spiritual issue because I think everybody would agree this is evil. Right. Well, it, evil has a source. Right. There's a source of evil, and that's you know that's hell itself. That's Satan himself to try to get into the heart and mind of, of a of an agent. Right. Right. To do wreak havoc, and uh, I know it's a sad sad state of affairs. A sad day in our in our. I've been thinking about those. You know, I watched the news here at, at noon before we recorded this, and it's like just your heart breaks for, for the people. I can't imagine, um, I can't imagine even the first responders having to deal with, um, some of the things that they're exposed to. These guys are guys and gals are amazing. Well, and that's where, um, so I was teaching, I don't have my notes with me, but, um, I was teaching on this subject just recently and it was actually, it was anthropology, you know, I'm using big words here, but uh, anthropology and homardiology. And, in that subject, it was actually just this last uh, Sunday. Um, in that, of course, we just talk about the doctrine of man, you know, the and then the doctrine of sin, yeah. and and how sin uh, marred the image of God yes. in which God made us. And so, you can't understand mankind without sin, or vice versa. Right. But in this, you you go back through all of the gr- several Greek words that are used for sin or iniquity uh, in the Old Testament. And oftentimes it's there, there's a, there's a word used and I don't have it right on the tip of my tongue, but it's a word that talks about simply missing the mark. Hmm. But then there's another word that's used and it's talked about, it talks about genuine evil intent. Yeah. And it's the idea of a brokenness, something that where a person has gone so far where it's more than just missing the mark It's that every thought and deed of that individual has now reached a place that is truly evil evil. Well, and, yeah. and what is said, you know, in, in Noah's day, they were only evil all the time. You remember that? Right. And so the, the intent of a man's heart was only wow. evil all the time. And uh, it makes you wonder if we're not approaching, you know, some of those, there's so much, so much evil. And it's just, and it's almost like it has n- unconscionable evil. It doesn't have a, even a conscience tied to it, a remorse or, a, you know, um, it, it's just, it's, it's a uh, it's a it's a level of evil that you go wow this is right. this has got to be from this, humans can't come up with this kind of evil on their own in my it, opinion agree it's got to have right. some help right but you know I was just reading something the other day and it talks about how you mentioned uh, harm 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 harmardiology harmardiology I actually know what it means I just couldn't say it yeah right. the uh, but the that study of sin and really everything goes back to that sin. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and even this truth, we're, we're talking about this, uh, the idea of truth in our sermon series. And that idea that man is born with this sin problem. That's right. If you if you understand that starting point and that the sin separates us from God, that's that's what separates us. Nothing else separates us. It's mm. sin. Right. And we've got this sin problem. And if you think that, no, we're basically born good, you're never going to understand what really separates us from God, you're never, it's, that's the wrong path. Right, right. And so I really think that's, I don't know if it's the essence of, of truth and, and understanding mankind, uh, anthropology, 
but it's it's a big part of it, right. what your starting point is. And I think partly the reason I, I go that direction is when you look at the entire let, letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the Roman church, okay. he lays out how sin, in chapter 1, he talks about how sin came in and the fact that there is sin and it, sin applies to all men because everyone, the invisible attributes uh, testify that there is a God, that testifies that there is a natural order to the world around us. And when people work opposite that order, they wind up destroying themselves. Chapter two and then chapter three also begin to point out that even people that think they're righteous, if they're, uh, and and he was actually addressing people that had uh, tried to keep the law perfectly and so on, he he continues even dismantling. So it's not just people that did not grow up around understanding the law because they're in some foreign culture. He then comes back even to his own culture, the Hebrew culture. Then by Romans 3.23, he just makes a simple statement, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And in that he actually, in the, in the church to Galatia, wrote this in Galatians 3.10, for all who rely on doing the works of the law are cursed because it's written, cursed is everyone who does not keep on doing everything written in the book of the law. Right. And so anyone who could keep the law perfectly, I mean, you take the, the Ten Commandments, can anyone truly say they have kept at all times every one of all 10 of those commandments? The rich young ruler did. Other than yeah. that, I don't know of it. Right. But even <laughs> even that particular statement, the question of yeah. uh, I've kept all of these things from my youth. Yeah. Okay. When did youth start? Because, you know, <laughs> that's true. Um, that's a good point. I never thought about that. Right. But, uh, and so we're, what, he, what he comes down to it, it, it by Romans 6 23. Again, Romans 5.12, he points out how uh, because of one man, sin entered into the world and death by sin. Mm-hmm. So, and then he points out again, all um, so death passed upon all men for all have sinned. Right. He makes Romans 6.23, um, for the wages of sin is death. So now we're looking at over and over again, he's saying everyone here is has something bound. It is now part of your humanity. Well, and the central figure in all of this is sin. That's right. And, you know, a lot of times we like to, we break things down. It's like, well, there's a, or, or we, we explain it in such a way, even give it labels so that yeah. it's like, well, now we can explain it. So we, we it's like, it's not sin. It's like, no, it's, it's right. sin. Right. That's the issue that we're dealing right. with here. And, um, and, and the problem with sin, if we go back to first part of Romans, what I was wanting to pick up on, mm-hmm. the, the verse that really always grabs me is when, when God said, um, and God gave them over. Yeah. You know, after a, after a hunk of time, after they would continue on down this road, it says God gave them over. And I'm not exactly sure. I have no idea when that who that happens to and when that happens. He just says mm-hmm. it happens. Right. But it's like people that are just, if you want to call it hell bent on sin, right? Right. They, exactly. It's like at some point God just gives them over to their own depravity. Right. That's right. Yeah. They don't recognize or not trying to even struggle with this yeah. uh, the sin issue, or, rec- or recognize that they're born with a sin issue, and yeah. um, I, and of course that, that's that's repentance. That is revival. That is, I think that's what, I think it's the only thing that's it's gonna, that could possibly break through, right. but I don't know if we'll ever see that. I don't know if, 
this is the hard part for me. You know, God's in, invisible attributes. I can see those invisible attributes, his power, his, you know, gravity is invisible, but I know it's there. Um, the order of the universe, mm-hmm. I, those are invisible, his attributes. The beauty we see of the green grass and the green sprouting out of the trees, this right. beauty and all these things. So I, I, I can see the handiwork of God and those are his, that's his attributes. Just so right. we can see his handiwork, we don't necessarily. But I, but I will tell you, it's uh, it's hard for people to to attach. We can do it theologically because you know our belief system. But it's like okay, sin is on the rise, and then chaos and wickedness mm-hmm. is going to be on the rise as well. We can right. make those correlations, right? And and then we as preachers are saying, yeah, so we need to repent. We need to get back to the fundamentals, the basics of right. of believing in God and trusting in Him and right. worshiping Him and not whatever, and. Um, and, and, and if we do that, of course, we are maybe a little idealistic, but if we do that, then God's going to bring order back or whatever. And it's like, I don't think people correlate those two. You have to have some, you have to have a spiritual eyes to even to see that because right. we see it in scripture. Right. And we say, guys, can we just try this once? Can we just yeah. put God first? And, and, uh, uh, but it's. What, what's so tragic with all of that? A lot of times people wind up blaming God then for. Yeah. For the problem, and, and when you look at the verse that you just you just talked about there in Romans chapter one, where God gave them up or gave them over, mm-hmm. um, literally the word is paradidomai autos in the original language. But what it means, paradidomai, li- literally means to give up. Okay, but autos means self to give over to themselves essentially. Mm-hmm. And what happens is when God gives someone up or give he gives to them over own mindset, to their to their own mindset. And so ultimately the person responsible is not God it's not for God. the it's consequences just, of sin. That's it's a great point. That's right. a great point. Yeah. And that's that 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 tragedy and that's what drives a person with a pastoral heart to go out and and warn. It's like a fire that burns within you. You, you can't help yourself. You just got to go out and warn people about the, yeah. the danger they're placing themselves in. Yeah. And again, then it becomes something larger. You wind up warning a culture, a culture that over and over again um, is pushing against truth mm-hmm. and pushing against things. And eventually you look at that culture and you, and you can see them throughout history where eventually they're given over to themselves. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's a tragic place to be. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that's, it's exactly explains everything. I don't know if it explains everything, but it, right. it explains a lot of, of the journey that man is on and some of the, the things that we deal with, mm-hmm. even the tragic things. I right. think we give ourselves over to our own rationale or instead mm-hmm. of God rationale, our own reasoning instead of God's reasoning. Um, yeah. You know, um, yeah. I've been, you know, trying to, when I write in the letters of these graduates and I'm, I'm, you know, writing in there to, you know, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Mm-hmm. That's one of my, Amen. you know, Proverbs three, five and six. It's a great verse for a graduate. So good. And, um, you know, cause if you lean on your own understanding, it's like, sometimes you just got to say, well, I don't know, this is what, this is what God says. And this is, I'm going to stick here, even mm-hmm. though I don't fully understand it. Right. Right. And it doesn't not all my friends aren't believing this or whatever, but as I'm going to, I'm going to hold to this truth. And that's, I, I don't know. I think God looks for those, yeah. those few and, and, uh, they're, they're out there. Absolutely. They're out there and we have to yeah. continue to encourage them, but it's, uh, there's, there's those that are, have, mm-hmm. have uh, fallen deep into the, 
the self-absorption of sin. Mm -hmm. And when you look at that, you look at the effect of sin then on a place like Uvalde, Texas. Okay, yeah. And so people will ask, how then does a Christian respond to this? First of all, this is a terrible, terrible tragedy. Oh, man. And I can't even imagine. Oh, I can't. Uh, I got grandkids, and those flies, it's like, oh, I I can't even imagine Absolutely. What what the families are dealing with right now. Right. It just breaks my heart. Yeah. I received a phone call today um, talking about death uh, from a loved one uh, whose wife had carried almost a full term and then lost the baby yesterday. Oh, wow. And um, and uh, mm. uh, this is the second child they'll have to bury. Oh, gosh. And uh, when, I, when I look at that and you look at it's the hard. tragedy, there's... <laughs> It breaks your heart, and there's not a whole lot you can say to someone who's suffering like that. And and I I do of course pray for them. Called my wife, and we prayed together on the phone. And when you look at something like at Uvald, um, there is no way to put that into human terms, the tragedy. And so I think every Christian first responds and says, "Yes, this is tragedy. This is brokenness." Mm-hmm. Secondly, then we don't turn to a political solution. Yeah. Everybody talks about, um, you know, how there should be government is not God and government cannot reach in and fix all the problems of the world. True. And in a culture that has forgotten God, oftentimes what we do is we still search for God. We just call him something else. Yeah. We call it government and That's government won't fix it. That's interesting. So what we need to do then is look at, okay, what really is the inflection point mm-hmm. that began to cause all of this? Um, was it the second amendment? No, we didn't have any of these kind of shootings in time past. Uh, we're talking about something that is a phenomenon that is more recent. Um, so that's not the answer. What we do need to do is recognize the role of the Christian to get out there and share the gospel with every creature uh, to truly show them that there is hope for their life. And one of the things that we haven't talked about really is the hero in that was a border patrol agent from what I've read and I don't have all the details, but that border patrol agent rushed in to bring this tragedy to the swiftest conclusion possible. By the way, that has to be said. Um, when a tragedy like this begins, you've got to bring that tragedy to the swiftest conclusion possible. This border patrol agent was a hero in this circumstance. He didn't wait for anyone else. He rushed right in and brought it to a close. And so I'm very thankful oh, that there sure. are people who are willing to risk their lives oh to save the lives of others. You know, that's really true. There's some people, you know, we talk about it and and I don't think, I don't know. I wonder how these, these border patrol agents, how the police force, how the sheriff's department, how do you know maybe until the action actually starts happening? If you're mm-hmm. a person that runs to, to right. tragedy or you're trying to run away, but that's, those are special people, Yes, you know, that risk their lives for another and, you know, there's a verse for that, actually. So yeah, greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life. And this isn't even a friend. This is just right. love for somebody else. Right. But, well, um, we're, we're, our hearts are broken for this terrible tragedy, and we are praying with those folks in, in Texas. And I know many of you that listen to this uh, have, have the same response. You're just heartbroken, and you're saying, God, please. Um, Help us to help us to weather this and comfort those people, and uh, um, hopefully for for protection for for all of us. And in the meantime, we challenge you every week to be strong and very courageous. God bless you all. <laughs>